I'm your host, Dan Dickow for Gonzaga Nation. We've been talking a ton, obviously, about the upcoming college season with Gonzaga uh, and their schedule, uh, the predicted order of finish in the WCC, the lay of the land in regards to the national landscape and where many analysts feel that they will fall. But uh, one of the things we haven't touched on is just how many pros from Gonzaga are in the NBA. Uh, as we are deep into the NBA preseason now, there's been multiple games being played. Uh, there are 10 players that uh, should be in the NBA this season. DeMontis Sabonis, Rui Hachimura, Brandon Clark, Corey Kispert, Jalen Suggs, Andrew Nemhart, Julian Strother, Chet Holmgren, Drew Timmy, and Zach Collins. Um, in You could also add in um, players that are fighting for G League contracts that may be fitting into a 10-day at some point or a two-way contract. Um, a couple guys that are, are really on the cusp right there, uh, namely Jeremy Pargo, David Stockton, Admon Gilder, all with the G League Ignite. And then one other player uh, who's in training camp currently with the Blazers uh, would be Malachi Smith, who was with Gonzaga just a season ago. But the first 10 that I mentioned, um, you know, will be playing. Drew Timmy is the one maybe that, uh, you know, doesn't make that final uh, roster. I think he's going to make it. So I'm including him in those 10 zags right there. But when you look at it, you've got uh, you you run the gamut of uh, all star level players, players that are entrenched um, in the NBA. Uh, oh, Kelly Olenek, that's the one name on my list that I didn't mention. So there's, sorry, there's 11, uh, including Drew Timmy. So um, you, you run the, the gamut from all-star and all-NBA level player in DeMontis Sabonis to entrenched veteran like Kelly Olenek to rookie trying to find their way, uh, such as Drew Timmy or the rookie who is coming back from an injury that I think is going to compete for a rookie of the year award in Chet Holmgren. But as mentioned, DeMontis Abonis, one of the best in the NBA at that interior. Um, he can score on the inside. He can score on the outside. He can play make. Uh, he can be in durable handoffs. He can be in ISOs. Uh, tremendous passer. Um, you know, kind of right now, the gold standard for Gonzaga Bigs uh, and their development. Uh, Rui Hachimura, he is, uh, you know, heading into his first full season uh, with the Lakers. And the exciting part about that, is he's got a chance to compete for a title. Uh, Lakers, uh, there's a lot of expectations and hopes around that retooled roster um, and the fact that Rui was kept as one of the core guys um, to, to build around LeBron, to build around AD, shows a lot for what that front office and the coaching staff uh, thinks about Rui. So um, I look for a big year for him. He's looked good in the preseason in, in the, the games that I've watched. Uh, Brandon Clark just has to get healthy. He's with Memphis still, um, battled injury over the course of the end of last year, uh, had to have surgery, uh, lower leg injury. I believe it was an Achilles. So he's got to get right when he is. Uh, he's a tremendous uh, you know, player at the NBA level using his athleticism um, and his creativeness to find open areas on the floor. I mean, a lot of times people talk about creative scorers. Many times it's just the understanding the timing and the cuts to get into those spots, to be able to catch a pass uh, and, and finish in traffic. Uh, Corey Kispert uh, about to kick off his third year in the league. I've always said that uh, whether, unless you're a complete outlier and an outlier, meaning a guy like um, Chet Holmgren or LeBron James, or one of those kind of top couple picks in the NBA draft, 
uh, it's going to take you a couple of years, whether it's college or the NBA to adjust. And Corey Kispert, uh, I think, falls into that category. And, you know, he's poised for a big third year. Um, I think Washington has high hopes and aspirations for him because they traded Bradley Beal. So it looks like they're probably moving into a little bit of a rebuild. But in the fact that um, they did bring another perimeter player in Jordan Poole in, but very different than Corey Kispert. So I would imagine that that bodes well for Corey being a major part of what the Wizards do in year three. Uh, another player in year three that uh, I think, uh, you know, has battled some injuries early in his NBA career, um, has battled kind of some playing time, kind of having to share some minutes with with other guys in the backcourt, hasn't fully entrenched himself, although I think he will have a long NBA career as Jalen Suggs with the Orlando Magic. Um, it's This is a big year for him to show growth. Uh, he can be signed. Uh, he can have his option picked up. I believe it was. Um, but this is the year where, you know, he would really kind of show that he's worthy of a large extension. Uh, I think he would get an extension uh, when when he's eligible. Um, but if he can show growth in the IQ and the skill set, uh, in addition to the impacting game, the game physically, which we all know he can, uh, there's a, a large extension uh, in line for him. Um, Andrew Nemhart heading into a second year with the Pacers. Maybe uh, maybe the biggest surprise as a rookie last year is the fact that he started the majority of the games for Indiana at the point. Paired really well with Tyrese Halliburton. Showed experience, wisdom, IQ beyond his years. Um, and with the pace that he plays and, and just the, the temperament that he has, uh, you know, I think he's he's setting himself up to have a eight, nine, 10 year career that's very impactful. Um, so year two, uh, just about to get going for for Andrew Nemhart. Look for big things there. Uh, the rookies. Uh, well, there's one other veteran, and that would be Zach Collins. Um, unfortunately, many times when when people think about Gonzaga players, they forget about Zach Collins because he spent the one year he was uh, a one and done after being a McDonald's All American was on that first Final Four team of Gonzaga, but he didn't start. He was the sixth man many times. Uh, because of that, you can kind of be lost in the shuffle of, of remembrance of, of how impactful you were. But um, he's heading into uh, another season. He's He battled a number of injuries early. Um, but you got to give Zach Collins a ton of credit because uh, he's just grinded through and worked through um, all of these different injuries. Uh, and now he's, he's being rewarded by having an opportunity uh, to continue and extend his career. Started with Portland. He's been with San, uh, San Antonio. Uh, and that's been, uh, you know, that that's worked wonders for him. It's been great. So Zach Collins is poised for another year. Uh, then we look at the three rookies that uh, one is in their second year in the NBA, but rookie as far as playing time, that would be Chet Holmgren. Uh, I think he's he looked great in summer league. I think he's looked good in the preseason. And he's one of those players to me where um, you just put him on the floor and he's going to figure things out. Uh, he can block shots. He can guard on the perimeter. He can shoot it from deep. He can put the ball in the deck as a seven footer. Uh, he can score on the interior. Um, you know, he's he's coming in kind of a, a little bit as that unknown this year because he was hurt all year a season ago. Victor Wembenyama comes in with all this hype and rightfully so as the number one pick possibly a generational talent. We'll have to see how that plays out. But my pick for rookie of the year is Chet Holmgren. Um, what I saw in his physicality and his approach and his skill set in summer league and what I've seen in some clips early on in, in 
uh, preseason makes me uh, pick the former Zag. And I'm not just saying that because he's the former Zag. I, I really think that he's talented and, and he will be the rookie of the year. Uh, I think he and Wembenyama uh, have a chance to have a tremendous rivalry going forward in the next 10, 12 years in the NBA. Similar size, similar skill set, uh, are starting their careers at the right time. I think that's a great storyline for the NBA to, to, to track and follow. And hopefully that comes to fruition for both of them. The other two would be Julian Strother, um, picked by the Denver Nuggets in the first round. He's had, I think he's had a really nice preseason. Um, I talked to a Denver Nugget um, video coordinator, um, former Zag, um, just the other day, and he said he has been, Connor Griffin, he said he's been uh, great in the summer league, just getting everything done, uh, and that's translated to having a good preseason for a rookie. Now, what a lot of people have to understand is they're going to try every single combination and, and get young guys game minutes in the preseason. So you might have an 18, 20-point game in the preseason, and you feel good about it, but once the regular season hits, those vets are getting the minutes and then you're 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 fighting for minutes. Uh, I use my third year in the NBA as an example with with Dallas. We had a loaded roster, Dirk Nowitzki, Jason Terry, Jerry Stackhouse uh, on down the list. Um, Mike Finley. I had an unbelievable opportunity to play minutes in the preseason, average over average in double figures in the preseason. But once you get to regular season, I was. 12th man on the roster I wasn't getting minutes um but what Julian's doing by playing really well is letting the coaching staff know that if there's an injury or if there's foul trouble uh or if a player has to take a day off due to load management that he's going to be ready to go uh and he's going to be able to take advantage of his opportunity um and so I think it's been great to see how he's just kind of slid right in and played with a lot of confidence a conviction and he's been very um he, he's been very uh, impactful in the minutes that he's gotten last one would be drew timmy obviously we've talked about him on a number of different times because his contract status is, has switched um and it looks like he's getting a chance in the preseason and that's all you you ask for um he's got a chance to play some minutes um in the preseason and they've been good so far hit a game winner uh down the stretch the other night he's a player that um when you look at the 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 athletic qualities or certain things about him at the NBA level, it might not excite you. And uh, this is in full honesty, but when you look at the total body of work and the skill set he has and what he can do to impact the game and that he just wins and he does things the right way, that's a guy you want on your team. And so I think that part is going to win out over the people that he's not athletic enough. Maybe he's not a, as big enough. Uh, as we want at this interior position. Maybe he doesn't guard as well or rebound as well. I think though, although, or shoot it as well from the perimeters. I think those are all points that um, you have to look at when you're evaluating a player at that level. Um, but I think all the positives of Drew Timmy will outweigh those potential perceived negatives. Um, and he's done that throughout his career. And I expect that to be the case again. So um, NBA season right around the corner, college season right around the corner. And the beautiful thing is, they kind of blend together now because there are so many Gonzaga players in the NBA. So for Gonzaga Nation, thanks for listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe, review if you want on YouTube, uh, wherever you get your, your podcasts. And just know that we've got a ton of content that is being planned. It will be coming out to cover your Gonzaga Bulldogs in the very near future.